yeah. I love my HBCU. And Bob, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Khalil with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with a special collaboration edition with the 1876 Sports and Culture in the pregame show. Yeah, it's a little lopsided. Don't blame it on uh, us. That's Neely out there. It's my understanding he's talking with Coach Prime, and he has a special play that he must make sure that Prime knows, uh, and he did not want to be stirred. He can't get it done. Other than that, <laughs> I will referee this event for you all. Uh, because it is going to be hot and heavy because it seems like it is one-sided as we have my traditional host. That is Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. But uh, Charles Bishop obviously is a pregame show with Neely and Charles. Charles is representing that side of the equation for Jackson State. In a lot of ways, uh, this is how it normally is for Prairie View folks uh, as they have come deep. We have none other than uh, the general host of that show is Alan Williams. And that is Alan Williams of 1876 Sports and Culture. We have Joe Clay, Gotti Oram. She is a SWAC champion multiple times over. We have Shanetta Haskin, former band member as well as drum major. We have Roland Austin, the resident mix master if you would we're gonna take it light on it and then they even brought in the intern uh to back up in terms of Shay young shaylin young that is she's in the background doing what she normally does but i wanted to give a special shout out bring it in there then we have our producer extraordinaire as we get into this basically what we wanted to do is give you opportunity to really get some insight from these two programs that have covered uh these programs like nothing else you have a lot of folks out there that will give you their perspective on uh, Jackson State, Prairie View game. But these folks have special insight. They've been doing it all year, taking all the notes, getting information from coaches, their sources and everything, bringing you special interviews with players, whether it's on the sideline or on the show, as you know. So we wanted to bring them from behind the mic and make sure that we put a picture. You've seen them double up and come on to my show and give uh, different types of interviews, but that's what we do at Inside the HBC Sports Lab. This is episode 212 with a special collaboration, as we said, edition of 1876 Sports and Culture, the pregame show covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports from institutions large and small. Uh, as you know, the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports from institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCA, we share insights and information on HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of athletic programs and the business of HBC sports. With that, let's get into it, to the show, some updates. 
let's go ahead and start out. I want to know from a champion. I told you we have a champion on the show. This is a championship game. So I want to get in here and I want to understand from a champion's perspective. All these other folks who talk about it, they said they've been about it. Some of them may have played on championships in high school. I won't shout out any names. Some of them have been champions of rec leagues. Some of them just <laughs> champions in their own mind, in their own right. But I ain't going to tell you what they other champions are. But we got a certified SWAC champion on here. Gati, yeah. in your perspective, tell me what it means before a big game, literally. You in the SWAC championship and winning a regular season and needed a game to get that game. You were in the SWAC basketball tournament where you win it, you go to the NCAA tournament. You lose it, um, you take your time, take a deep breath, probably cry a tear or two, to be honest with you, and you think about what you can do next year. What is the mindset going into a game like Wow, yes, that's such an incredible question, and it's such a loaded question. Um, but actually, you know, there's some simplicity to it because – you're at a point where you've worked so hard and you've put forth so much effort in developing yourself and pushing your body and pushing your mental capacity. So at this point, it's about attitude. It's really about being ready for anything. Um, right now, the mentality is the goal is to be one and O moving forward. And so, you know, you hear in sports that how veteran leadership is important. And this is a perfect example of how this shows up. Because when I was playing ball, even though we had never won a conference with Prairie View or been to the NCAAs, I, as, as well as a few of my other teammates had already been state champions. And, and having that mentality and knowing what it is to play on a large stage with so much at stake, you know, you just come with that burning passion to play like you've never played before. So we're bringing that experience in. And, and now that even though um, we're playing on this big stage, the, the excitement that's running through these players, we just had senior night the other night. You have past Mullins, Smith, Garza, Campbell, all these players who, you know, fatigue may have set in, but no matter how you feel emotionally, physically, mentally, it's time to play. And I know that all these players will step out on the court, uh, on the field, look, I'm talking about the court, on the field and be ready. Um, <laughs> you get your mind ready already. I see exactly. You, you get some flashbacks. <laughs> exactly, yes. And and Coach Julie has uh, has proven to be an amazing coach. He's recruiting some impeccable athletes. So with his leadership, along with the veteran leadership and everyone who steps on that floor who are already self-starters, I mean, we are embodying that hard work and that we put in and that effort that we put in. And this is what we do and where we belong and who we are. So I have no doubt that these players know that. So like, yeah, even though this is our first time in a while coming to the party, this is not our first time at the party. So these, these guys are ready to set it off, and we're ready to support them with everything that we have. I'm going to go to you, Shanetta. Shivery's not dead. We're going to bring this in there. Thanks, Gotti. That makes uh, a perspective that you just can't get everybody can say that. They're not necessarily champions. Some people are champions at heart. I won't take that from them. But you've been at the highest level in terms of SWAT in college, not just marching in the band, but leading the band. As you go into something of this magnitude, this is similar to what you would do in a huge classic. 
um, something else of that magnitude, maybe if you marched in a Super Bowl or something of that, that magnitude, um, all eyes from the SWAT, HBCU fans and others, are going to be on this. This game is shifted from ESPNU to ESPN2. Taking that same mindset, but from a different perspective that is part of the HBCU culture is the bands. What about the band, Battle of the Bands? The zero quarter, the halftime show, the fifth quarter. Obviously, I had my top 10 bands. You talked about that, but this is recognized as a top three band. And you have Prairie View coming in as a top 10 band. Many of the frameworks out there have Prairie View ranked as a number one band, just according to a, a, a band that came out there recently. Uh, Mike is making sure you know that. Charles will let everybody in the world know that he was upset with my band when I think I had uh, the Sonic Boom and South ranked three behind Southern and Jackson mm -hmm. and FAMU. He wanted everybody to know, no, that's not correct. They are the number one band. So you have folks that think not only these are some of the top bands in the SWAC, but all HBCUs and they culminate and then they want to have their own ability to what support what's on the field, but also support in their own way. They want to get the win at the end of this in terms of the band. Talk about the mindset from your perspective going into this. You know, it, it, as I'm thinking about it, I remember when I was marching way back when, and right before we would enter the field, we would walk the drum majors and we would tell each other, make it hurt, make it hurt. Basically give it everything that you have, right? And to me, that has to be the mentality that both bands have to be feeling right now. All eyes on me. And when I'm performing, I am performing as if all eyes are on me. Make oh, it man. hurt. Make it hurt. That's got to be Make it hurt. You got to put that I out. got me a new term now. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I got it. Hey, thanks, Janetta. Make it hurt. I'm, I'm going to go to Charles from this point. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to make sure we, we put the mic around because I don't want the pregame show coming back and be like, man, they called me on the show. Didn't let me speak at all. No, we, we're going <laughs> to give you your time. <laughs> but from this perspective, I do want to ask you this, because you've been close to the action. There's something different about Prime, obviously, that we've all watched in various manners and now it's from a coaching perspective. But I was curious from this perspective, have you thought about the fact that Coach Dooley, and then I'm going to go around to a couple of other folks from 1876, has been in a quote-unquote SWAT championship game? Does that help? Is you know, I know you like to look at different edges, whether mm -hmm. defensive front, special teams, mm -hmm. the different things that you do a check marks as mm -hmm. you do the pregame show, which I think is a brilliant way to look at the game. Mm -hmm. In terms of that early check mark, since we're talking about mindset, is mm -hmm. there any advantage, in your opinion, from Coach Dooley being in this game before as opposed to Coach Prime? Although he's I, been in like a Super Bowl. Well, I, that, from that was a player's perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the point I was going to make. I mean, uh, uh, Coach Prime has been to the highest of the high, the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think you can bring that perspective uh, to the SWAT championship game. Uh, you mentioned Coach Dooley uh, being a part of the SWAT championship. Of course, I, I think that is a, a great check mark. But uh, when you talk about football, there is nothing higher than the Super Bowl. So you bring all that perspective, all that uh, mentality into this SWAC championship game, and you infuse that into your team. And I think he's done a, a tremendous job of that already in terms of infusing the I believe mantra. Uh, it has caught on, not, it, you know, it caught on early, you know, with the team in terms of 
uh, believing that they can not only just get to this game, but they can complete the mission because you will hear that being the theme the rest of the week, complete the mission. Uh, it's not enough just to get here to the championship game. Jackson State fans expect to win the championship game. They expect to be in the celebration ball. I can't tell you how many t- calls and texts I've gotten today. Hey, you got in your hotel room in Atlanta. Hey, you got in your, hey, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. Yeah, that is the mentality. That is championship mentality. And that's how it is going forward. I liked it. And they have made it clear on the Facebook pages. It's like, this is a means to an end. Yeah, we'll play the SWAC championship game. But <laughs> the destination for us to hold up that final flag is the celebration bowl. And I, and I totally get that. it. I, I, I get it where it rubs people the wrong way, but that is the swagger. That is the confidence of the fan base. Well, I, I will say this for this group here, 1876, and I'm going to start asking them some questions about that. I'm going to go to Mike first. But this particular group, in terms of what they're infusing into the Prairie View fan base, same thing. They booked tickets to Jackson State because they read the legend tiebreakers, although they thought both were probably going to go undefeated. They knew that the tiebreaker leaned towards Jackson State, so they booked Jackson State. And at the same time, the same day, they were booking in Atlanta, too. So you're right. That is a mindset from folks that have that angle. And Gotti just told you about her championship pedigree, so I know she has that mindset already, trying to teach us a little bit about that in a lot of ways. But let me go to Mike in terms of your perspective, in terms of what that looks like. Mike, where have you been in terms of that particular question? Is there an edge uh, with the coaching perspective uh, being there before or with a huge fan base having the expectation that they're going to do well and trying to rub that into the uh, players? Yeah, I think with Coach Gooley, besides being probably the best dress coach in the SWAC, has brought a certain swagger uh, to Prairie View, despite the la- you know the losing three of the last four. You talk to the players, you hear them talk. They have a certain confidence. We've talked to players all throughout the season, and they have a certain confidence. They want this game. Not only do they want this game, they want this game against Jackson State. Uh, and it matters not. They can play this game in a playground. They can play it in Jackson State. They can play it in Prairie View. But there is a certain swagger than being with being in the swag culture. And that's what Dooley has infused. I get it that uh, Coach Prime has infused that championship from the NFL, but there is a certain attitude, a certain fervor with being in the SWAC, with playing in a championship game in the SWAC and, build, and building that and infusing that, that culture, that attitude, that belief into your team. And I think that quietly, that is what Coach Dooley has done. Remember, he started out the season, Preview wasn't picked to be tops. They weren't picked to be number two. They wouldn't pick to be number three in the West. Quietly, quietly, who comes out at the end? Despite, you know, the, 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 the slump in performance, Dooley has quietly infused this attitude into Prairie View A&M. He got over the Southern home. Here we are. Now, and you talk about the fan base. The fan base is excited. They're galvanized. They want to chip. And, yes, they are booking to Atlanta, too. And they're not even dismayed by this little home cooking uh, ticket deal in in this little city <laughs> called Jackson, where you have where you have a you have a stadium of sixty thousand only offer five hundred seats. That's okay. That's I, relax. I, I, I said give them two fifty. 
Well, that's, well, that's all right. We made a little phone call and we got the other 250. And we made another phone call and we got an email saying something about reserve seats. But that's okay. We'll be on the outside of the stadium and you'll be able to hear us. So relax. The, the Panther Nation will show up in full force. So you know, Mike, that Mike, but you, no. Go ahead. To, to, Go ahead, to, to your point about the swagger, and, and, and I think that's really important. Um, but I, I think I can go back to, to the spring. And I think that is another something that fuels this Jackson State team. Listen, the fan base, the team, everybody heard the, the, the snickering and the, and the kiki can from this past spring. And one thing that was consistent was we told you it's coming in the fall. It's, it, it's coming. And nobody <laughs> seemed to believe until, you know, you had to believe. You ain't have no choice but to believe. And we listened to all the, <laughs> did y'all see them in the spring? Come on, really? So, you know, all, all that plays into the, okay, okay, just wait and see. Just wait and see. And, but the, but, and, and here we are. But hold on, Mike. Let me 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 no, he don't got it started now. So I get it. <laughs> you, you started in the spring, and I get it. You started slow, and and you 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 knocked down the kiki, the ha ha, the kikis. But remember, this Prairie View team, this ain't your mama and daddy's Prairie View team that we talked about years ago. This team has a swagger, a belief. And it's slowly, we talk about exponential curves. That curve is starting to go up. So, and that curve has an attitude that is infused throughout, throughout the fan base. So, yes, it's going to be a tremendous battle. I'm sorry, Dr. Kabil about to cut my mic off because you know I'm about to get started. Yeah, because we so. wait over the uh, break. But I'm, I'm going to take this break uh, before we get in there. When I'm come back and I'm going to get out in here, but I want him to think about it from this perspective. Since you heard all this about this confidence, and I might even let Gotti come back in here before I come to Joe and Roland because I want to make sure they get in there. Is there a certain thing at a certain point where there's overconfidence? I want you to put a pinpoint on that and give me your thought process in terms of what that looks like. We'll be right back after this quick break. We're getting into the second quarter. You see us warming up. It's getting hot. You, the, the, the host of Inside HBC Sports Lab took over a whole segment. So we're going to have to shut their mics off. We'll be back. This is Dr. Bill, Inside the HBC Sports Lab. <laughs> I want you to get the vaccine because I want you to be safe. I don't want you to be a patient. I take care of you in the hospital. That's what I'm scared of. Can I hug you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. 
HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Charles uh, can't see anymore. We didn't got him so blind. But uh, I see all that light. Tell Neely he didn't have to run. I see what he over there chopping it up. He didn't tell he had to run from 1876. We got coaching. <laughs> Tonight, we got coaching. We good. This is Inside the HBC Sports Lab, special collaboration edition with 1876 Sports and Culture and the pregame show, talking about the SWAT championship game. This Saturday, it will be on ESPN 2, 3 o'clock. Get it if you're not able to get in the stands because it probably will be a sellout. You can watch it in the, on your networks and get it done. With that, I was asking Alan this question. Is there a cert, such thing as being overconfident? You hear Charles Bishop, Mike Washington, talking about all his confidence from coaches and players coming in. Is there a certain thing about being overconfident in a matchup like this? Well, well, Doc, thanks for asking that question. There, there's a fine line to me where uh, you have to believe that you can win. I mean, uh, there was a poem I learned many years ago, and many of you probably learned it, that, that went like this. It said, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you, you, you don't. Not, you don't. If you want to win, but think that you can't, can. it's almost a sense you, you won't. So there's a thin line. You can't go in here thinking that you <laughs> You can't win, 
Now, the These thing you don't want to do. Back to the hazing days. You see the <laughs> <laughs> Hey. My... Next thing they're going to be doing biblical scriptures <laughs> I, in here. I have flashbacks <laughs> of woods flying all over. Hey. Okay, all right. Hey. Y'all, y'all hey. Knew y'all, I, knew, I knew that would connect with y'all. I knew y'all would understand <laughs> and feel where I was coming from. Here. Now, there's a difference Name between. To me, there's a difference between being overconfident and underestimating your opponent. The one thing you do mm. not want to do is underestimate your opponent and think that you have things locked up. Now, when we talk about this game coming up this weekend, you got two schools who have not been. So none of these players have played in a SWAC championship game. The last time Jackson State played in a SWAC championship game, most of these players were in middle school or some were even in elementary school. And, and when you talk about Prairie View, since 2009, some of these kids were, were playing Pop Warner. So this is a first-time experience for all of these players. Now, of course, they're going to have to take some guidance from their coach. And from both sides, Coach Prime has been in championship situations on every level. Coach Dooley has been in this SWAT championship before. So these players are going to have to take on some of the personality of their coach. And you better believe the one thing you will not hear out of any one of these camps this week will be trash talk. Everybody learned a little something when you heard the Alabama A&Ms and the, the, the Alcorns talking, talking cash trash to Jackson State and what happened. So, you know, Coach Dooley is not one of those guys who's going to jump out there and start talking smack, smack. He's going to take care of it on the field. So one thing I'm looking forward to is the, the game planning on each side. Of course, Jackson State has had an extra week to prepare. But one thing that Coach Dooley does every week, he knows how to adapt his personnel and his schemes to the opponent that they're going to face. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And as far as the overconfidence thing, I don't think it's a such thing. These boys are here to play. Everybody wants to end up in Atlanta. Everybody wants to end their season with a W. Love it. Got you. You know, I got to come back to the champion. Yeah. Is that just media talk when we talk about over, uh, overconfidence? Did, did Allen do it justice in breaking that down? I think he did it a, a tremendous justice because, um, yeah, literally the, the only way you can really be overconfident is by underestimating your opponent. It would be the maybe, uh, for example, if the Jackson players um, uh, underestimated Prairie View because of the scheduling, because they thought they would be tired and they could take any possessions off or any moments off. You know, that's just an example. But um, mm. I, I doubt any of that will be happening, especially these players are hungry and they've been fighting. So I know that even there, this is a time where even if you're injured as a player, you're like, how can I play? How can I take this up, wrap this up, put my arm in a sling and give the best few seconds, few minutes that I can? Because everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to win. So I don't really see any overcompensating. And you know what? Attitude is so important. They didn't come this far being humble, but there is a difference mm. between humble and over and over uh, confidence and overcompensating. So, yeah, I, I don't see any of that, but they have to bring that attitude. They can't start being humble now. It has to be an assurance within themselves and their abilities and the confidence in their teams. But, yeah, I don't see any of that happening. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it, Doc. I mean, in, in, in that regards, uh, Jackson State from week whenever knows that they were getting everybody's best punch. Uh, and, 
and that's the thing that they have played with all season, knowing that you're you're getting uh, whatever team is in front of you their best punch. I thought uh, one of the best punches this season was Texas Southern. Uh, Texas Southern traditionally hadn't been you know a football power, if you will, but uh, I, they gave Jack State everything they could handle. I think you saw the games down the stretch. Every team was giving Jackson everything they could handle, but it was, uh, to God's point, playing with that swagger, playing with that confidence, not overconfidence because you knew that they had put the work in, they had worked hard and things of that another nature. They had studied, they had prepared, prepared, and prepared some more. And it's coming out and doing what you do on game day, providing a shelter to the fans. You lined me up perfectly. I guess we've been doing this for a minute. You talk about Texas Southern University. I wanted to go to Joe Clay and Roland Austin in regards to some of these common opponents. Texas Southern was a common opponent for both guys. Texas Southern for Prairie View was an opening game. Labor Day weekend, as you know, it was a away game. Uh, Prairie View won 40 to 17. You had Jackson State that also played Texas Southern. It was in the middle of the season. Uh, Jackson State won 41-21. Also another common opponent, as you know, was Alabama State. Um, Alabama State was a home game for Jackson State. They won 28-7. Alabama State was also a home game for Prairie View. They won 24-20. You have another home game. I mean, another game was Bethune-Cookman, which actually came after the Alabama State game. Alabama State game for Jack State was their homecoming, by the way. Uh, when you had Bethune-Cookman was a home game for Jack State. They won 42-12. It was a away game for Prairie View. They won 35-29. I'll run the rest of them down once I get Joe Clay's thought on this as I bring it back to Roland Austin to talk about the other three games that were common opponents for these teams. Joe Clay, what are your thoughts when you start looking at some of these common opponents? Can you bring anything out of that? Or is it too much made of trying to look at common opponents? I think it's very tricky to look at common opponents, particularly in the SWAC. The SWAC is uh, the common phrase every any given Saturday. Uh, we've seen that all through the season. It is extremely difficult. Uh, if you want to look at the TSU game, we caught TSU, you know, the first game of the season. I thought TSU uh, played very well uh, from the, the last time we had saw them. They got stronger and stronger as the season went on. Um, Alabama State, I was at that game against Jackson State for their homecoming. I was I, I thought Alabama State played Jackson State extremely well the first half. And I think they just got worn. The defense got worn down in the second half. When you look at the games against uh, uh, the Alabama State game against uh, Prairie View at home at on the yard, uh, Alabama State came to play. Uh, Charles mentioned that, uh, you know, they did play. You got their strongest punch. So the game we played yesterday against Mississippi Valley, you could tell that Valley, and I know that's not a common opponent, but Valley came with their best punch. It was like this, the Super Bowl for their, their season, the end of their season. They wanted to come with their best punch. So I know when teams went to Jackson State, they showed up with their best punch. This season, since Preview, kind of we've been riding high all season, we've been at the top of the Western Division. When teams came to play against us, we got their best punch. Um, so when looking at that common opponent, I, I know it's, it's, it's uh, real enticing to look at that and try to compare the two teams, but I think it's extremely difficult because as we've seen all year long, these swag teams, they play completely different sometimes from one week to the next. I will say, though, that 
Jackson State's defense has been extremely, extremely uh, efficient every game, pretty much. Uh, so they played every offense that they faced tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, we Prayer View, you know, I think everybody will agree with that. Um, Prayer View's defense and, and offense, really, we we had been a second half team. Um, we come out strong in this third quarter. So if you try to look at the, uh, the final score or if you look at yardage allowed, I think it's very deceiving if you try to say, well, Jackson State, the, the score differential was, was completely different for Jackson State than it was with Prairie View. It's very difficult to, to measure Prairie View's performance by that final score because, again, we are a strong second-half team. I know Coach Dooley hates it. I know he wishes that we would come out in the, the, the opening snap and, and, and go guns blazing, but that's just not the way that we've uh, been performing this season. So, hey, I hope that uh, J-State looks at those common opponents and say, you know what? Hey, uh, PV is not on our same level. I hope that they uh, uh, look at us and say, you know what? We can take these guys. Don't even worry about it. But <laughs> no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll no answer chance. to ask you, Charles, that same question because I want to get the Jackson State in your perspective, but I do want to get rolling on this. You're actually right. We did play Valley, but both teams played Valley. Valley's okay. in East, so both teams. So I'll go over the other half of that. Alabama State was a homecoming for both teams, played around the same time. So I thought that was interesting. Again, Jackson State won 28 um, 7. <laughs> Prairie View won 24 20. But so not, I guess you not. see me trying to play this up, but I do want to get Rollins on this. You got not. the other one, which was both teams playing a road game, which is Southern as common opponents. You had Prairie View winning that game 48-21. You had Jackson State winning that game 21-17 coming from behind. Difference in terms of rival, does that play any component of this? Obviously, you had the all point where um, Prairie View lost 31-29. It was on the road. It was home for Jackson State. They won 24-10. 10, and the Valley game that you spoke of, obviously, Jackson State won 28-19 on the road, pulled it out late. You had Prairie View actually losing last weekend, this game yesterday, 24-19. Common opponents mean anything to you, Roland, or are you like Joe saying, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm man, like my buddy Joe, man. I'm like my buddy Joe, man. I'm like, we watched all of these teams play. We watched these games. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, we don't even understand why we became that second-half team. You know, I, I don't know if it's a combination that we were overconfident coming into some of these games. Like, we knew we should have Peter rolled Bethune-Cookman. We knew we should have taken Alcorn. So are those some of the factors that actually drove us to being this second-half team? But in terms of just trying to see these head-to-head matchups and as common common opponents, um, hey, it, it is truly in any given Saturday type of situation. But, you know, hey, we know that's the past. We here. We the West champions. We're going to see everybody in Jackson, and we coming because we don't understand about Panthers, right? We cheered like hell in the 90s, Jack. So we bringing it right now. So you say, oh, the fan <laughs> factors and all that. You don't know the pain we've been doing. This is nothing. We sat in the rain, hoping, <laughs> praying for a score. So we gonna tear it. We gonna tear. I know y'all tried to get us with five hundred seats. That's all right. We know people too. We got friends in Jackson. <laughs> we'll be. We'll sit on the other side if we have to. But it's gonna be flooded. We gonna bring our own preacher. 
There you go. We're gonna bring our own preacher. We're gonna bring our own preacher. Uh, Charles, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling Freddie Haynes. Anything about comedy? Go ahead, Alan. What you say? I'm calling Freddie Haynes, man. We're gonna bring Freddie Haynes to our preacher. Get, get, get past the Haynes on the call. Freddie Haynes. We all did. Nice, nice, nice. I give you another one. I give you another one. No, you 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 buying any of that, Joe? You gonna say something real quick? Go ahead. Yeah, I give you another one. Jackson State has a true, true home field advantage when somebody shows up to play there. I hate to say it, but Prairie View's home field advantage, our crowd attendance, is not as strong as J State. No. Hey, yeah. Let's let's be honest. Y'all play in front of fifty thousand plus a game. So when someone shows up there, y'all have a true 12th man on the field. It is. Yeah. Charles, anything about common opponents? I play into too much with the common opponents because I think you you see teams at various stages of, of where they are within the season. Um, yeah. I take a look at a, a team like Texas Southern. Uh, we didn't know Andrew Biden at, at the beginning of the season when Prairie played uh, but by the time uh, Texas Southern plays Jackson State, Andrew Body uh, is a is a well known name within the swag circles. Uh, quarterback for Texas Southern, and uh, and I thought that game was a bit of an anomaly. Uh, that was the one time that I think uh, Jackson State's defense had a chink in the armor because uh, Ladarius Owens went for almost two hundred yards in the game. He went for one hundred ninety eight yards, and that has been a, uh, a constant for Jackson State all season has been being able to stop the run. But and I know we're going to get into this Tuesday. I think a very interesting statistic is uh, fourth quarter uh, points, four points against. Jackson State has been phenomenal uh, in the fourth quarter. We talk about uh, both teams being set teams starting the game slowly. But from a defensive perspective, I, I've seen Jackson State's uh, defense sometimes Bend but never break, and especially in the fourth quarter, that would be a very interesting statistic to kind of take a look at in terms of points mm. Jackson State is actually giving up in the fourth quarter. I like it. With that, we'll go to our halftime break. We'll come back and we'll give you offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, and special teams, and then we'll let y'all call it even. With that, let me bring Drew on here, and as he will show you that uh, this will be a fair fight, making sure that we brought in the referee, that there's no problems here. Uh, you have your flag. Any, any concern that you got going on at this point? Is is, is it no, going well? No, or you no, 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 none yet, but I got the flag right here just in case I need to throw it <laughs> for y'all. And if you hear this sound, that means we all need to stop. <laughs> um, appreciate it. This is Dr. Gavilles inside the HBC Sports Lab with a special edition of 1876 Sports and Culture in collaboration with the pregame show, giving you some insight on the SWAT championship game. It goes down this Saturday in Jackson, Mississippi. No, this is not about the catfish. This is not about the flag coming down. This is about the SWAT football championship game, and it will go down. Somebody goes to Atlanta. Somebody goes home. We'll see. Stick with us. We'll be right back for the second half where we really get into some numbers, talk about offense, defensive side of the ball. We'll see how much Charles shares with us. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information.
From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. And welcome back to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. This is the second half takeover. My name is Alan Williams, and I've, I've got the mic now. I've commandeered the mic uh, coming to you from the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast, fresh out of Prairie View, Texas. What's going on? Let's get it. So, so Joe Clay, let, let's, let's talk about matchups here. I want to I talk about offensive line before I go to Charles so he can talk to us about their, the Jackson State defensive line. So what's your standouts on Prairie View side of the ball in the offensive line? Offensive line, the, the leader is Danny Garza by far. He's a graduating senior. It's his last hurrah. He's trying to – he got two more games to play, hopefully, the SWAC championship and a celebration bowl. Uh, our offensive line had a tough outing. Uh, against Mississippi Valley. So I guarantee you that Coach Dooley and the offensive line coach are challenging our offensive line to go to Jackson State and make a stand. They've got to deal with guys like Aubrey Miller, um, James Houston. I guarantee you that they will be ready to play and prove themselves on a big, the big stage on ESPN2. I look for Jawan Pass to use this app as an opportunity to showcase his talents in front of all the NFL scouts. And we've got a plethora of receivers for him to throw the ball to, including a great tight end. We've got two great running backs, Jaden Stewart. We've got uh, Ahmad uh, uh, Antoine. And we've got uh, Ladanian Brooks, who we will use as a three-headed monster, I'm sure. So I'm looking for our offense to really put up points the way that Coach Dooley knows how to do. And, and we've seen the, the running game pick up here more recently in the last couple of games with the true freshman, uh, Stewart coming out, Jay Stewart, yes. we call him, coming out and really trying to stake his claim on that on that uh, tailback position. 
I guarantee you that he will get the ball early and often. He's a monster. He can, he's a pop, he runs with power and he runs with speed. We've hit, we've seen him hit it outside and outrun some guys. Uh, so be looking out for that true freshman. And also Ahmad Antoine runs with power and speed as well. He he's been averaging over four yards a carry. Uh, so I guarantee mm. you Coach Dooley is going to try to neutralize that pass rush of Jay State by emphasizing the run game. I hope I hope I'm not giving away too much uh, of the game plan of Jay State, but as anyone who's watched the tape uh, can can surmise that that's going to be uh, have a huge impact. The running game is going to have a huge impact impact against that front four uh, for Jackson hey. State. In the, word, in the words of Rasheed Wallace back in the day, ball don't lie. So, Charles, let me come to you. Uh, what do you think are some of the keys to the game on the defensive side for Jackson State? Always on the defensive side of the ball for Jackson State, it starts with stopping the run. Uh, Jackson State is the best in the swag, one of the best in the nation at stopping the run. They are, are, are limiting opponents only 2.8 yards per carry. They've only given up seven touchdowns on the ground all season, 16 touchdowns, uh, uh, all season. So uh, this is a team that is one of the tops in the nation at keeping uh, uh, running backs from uh, getting in the end zone, running backs from getting yardage, and, and then keeping teams from scoring. Uh, Jackson State is only limiting opponents to 13.8 points per game. So uh, you're talking about a, a front seven that really uh, job one is stop the run. And when you're able to stop the run, then you can put uh, a prayer view into some uh, third and long or third and passing situations. And that way, guys like James Houston, Miles Gaddy, Antoine Owens, uh, Aubrey Miller, they can tee off Devontae Davis. All these guys can really get after the quarterback. Now, now one key area that I want you to touch on, Charles, uh, with Jackson State is that that kicking game. How are, are you guys confident with your with your place kicker going into mm-hmm. this championship game? Because as you know, all points count, and it can come down to uh, a, a missed extra point or a missed field goal to, to decide a game. Luckily, Jackson State has not been put in that position uh, this season, and I would put that uh, as a check mark, uh, definitely for uh, Prairie, because uh, I think their place kicker has been tremendous this season. Uh, he should be uh, probably all sweat. Uh, but when you take a look at the totality of special teams, I beg you, I beg you to kick to Zay Bolden. I kick off returns. I beg you from a punting situation, you kick to Don't Warren Newman. Don't do this it. Is, That's a trick. And, and, and I think schematically, I thought Southern probably did the best all season of taking that element of the game away from Jackson State. Uh, they pooch kicked it uh, in terms of kickoffs. Uh, Zay Bolton was not able to get his hands on the ball. And then they punted it away from Warren Newman. So, and Warren Newman was just coming back from injury. So uh, they did a, a good job of taking away that third element. And in a lot of ways, the special teams for Jackson State, that is – uh, an emotion building. Uh, you get a, a big play on the special teams, and it, it, it sort of dominoes into things that could happen from an offensive uh, perspective. So uh, I thought schematically, Southern probably did the best all season of taking that element away from Jackson State. So, so Mike, talk about special teams. You know, that's one of the areas that uh, sometimes it helps us, and sometimes, we, you know, we're grabbing our heads with both hands. So what, what would you do if you were Prairie View when you're talking special teams and coverage for kickoffs and, and punts? Well, obviously I like to piggyback on what Charles says. You definitely don't want to kick, kick to their, to their returner. And I think they've seen a couple of teams done that, but I want to piggyback. Uh, we talked about offense, defense. We talked about how balanced the Jackson state team is. 
keep in mind that when it comes to total offense, rushing offense, Jackson State is number 12 out of yeah. 12 in, yeah. in the SWAC, averaging 90 yards per game. Guess who's number two or number three? That's Purview. So teams that do a good job at trying to make Jackson State a one-dimensional team may have some degree of success. Now, we saw Alabama State try to do that. Part of that was Jackson State came out a little sluggish in the first half, but Jack Alabama State did a good job at trying to make Jackson State one-dimensional. But, you know, they, lead the, they do lead the SWAC, or they're number two in passing. And if we, we talked about the kicking game, well, guess what? Guess who's number two in the SWAC in, in field goal percentage? At 85.6%, something like that, give or take, that's Prairie View A&M. So that field goal game is really big as well. So, and we talk about punting, uh, punt, punt returns, absolutely. There is, there's a punt returner on, on Jackson State that you definitely want to keep it away from. The strategy would keep it on the sidelines, angle it, give your defense a chance, but don't do it. I think I heard a couple of people say, just don't do it. Are you willing to give up field position in terms of, uh, of kicking away from somebody or pooch kicking? Yes. Yeah. I'll answer that. Absolutely. 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 We Without don't want question. that smoke. No. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, will say, I will say that I'm sending a note to Coach Dooley right now and tell him to push, punt, keep it away Yo, from the returners. You, you, that kid is lightning you quick. Try. You gotta try. <laughs> no, man. I will I'm admit, man. that kid no, is man. lightning You gotta quick. do it. Charles, you gotta do it. Charles, you gotta remember, we from Texas. We understand that fat meat is greasy. So, <laughs> you can't say nothing slick to a can of oil here, buddy. So, yeah. Roland, mm-hmm. Roland, jump in here. Uh, you know, this week against Valley, we didn't get to see Jason Dumas, who's really the heart and soul of that defensive line. What do you expect to see coming up this week with uh, Jason Dumas having a week off to prepare for this game and come out hungry? I um, I, I don't mean to, like, steal coaches, Coach Prime's uh, mantra or anything, but we got to just unleash the, unleash the dogs. And when Jason Dumas get out there and he start leading the pack, I'm tell, tell uh, Brother Sanders what you say, QB1? Ain't this what you call him, Mike, QB1? He better watch out because they're coming for his – yeah, they're coming for his behind. <laughs> yeah. And they are going to have that intent of putting him out of commission. I guarantee you they're coming for it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's the one thing with this game this past weekend. We didn't see that extra oomph uh, no. from that defensive side. And usually Jason Dumas is the one with the energy that comes up Kicking his, you know, knees to the neck, as Shanetta say, making it hurt. Yep. Uh, he's the one that brings the funk when it comes to that PV defense. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he shows up here this weekend. So Charles, we talk about your offensive side of the ball. Of course, you guys have been, you know, tops in the swag basically in passing. But you know, if you can get some pressure on Shadur Sanders, not that he likes to run, but he can also run. So what do you think are the keys to the game for Jackson State on that offensive side of the ball? I think Mike touched on something that I think it should be a concern. Uh, Jackson State's uh, uh, not uh, being one of the better rushing teams in the SWAC. In fact, uh, they're dead last. But uh, And sometimes that's a bit of a misnomer because uh, running the ball sometimes is a tempo controller. So sometimes uh, you, you kind of see that with Jackson State's offense. Uh, sometimes uh, I think running the ball just – 
slows things down a bit and everybody's able to kind of get back on the same page. But one of the things that we've noticed with Shadur Sanders is just his pre-snap read, his ability to dissect defenses, and, and then uh, his ability uh, to really extend plays, I think, is something that's unheralded uh, from Shador. He, he really has done a tremendous job, I think, in, in being able to extend plays and find guys downfield. And then you sometimes you, you got to give your dogs an opportunity to be a dog. And, and you have a 6'4 receiver in Mal Wyder. And you have a 6'5 receiver in Shane Hooks. And then you have uh, uh, Josh Lear working over the middle. And then Keith Corbin, who's one of the top uh, receivers in the conference in terms of getting the gritty yards. And then Warren Newman is another, you know, a, a quick flash guy who really can uh, extend plays as well. So you guys still have a lot of weapons from the receiving core, which I think is one of the deepest uh, parts of, of, of Jackson State's team. And I haven't even mentioned true freshman, Trevante Rucker. Uh, Trevante Rucker has been a consistent deep ball threat all season, as well as intermediate threat. But he's a guy who can get behind defenses. And I think we saw first game of the year. Uh, you talk about the game not being too big for freshmen. Shador and Trevante Rucker were able to hook up on a deep, deep pass and really set Jackson State up for uh, the eventual winning score. So, so Joe Clay, uh, I, I need to allow you to retort. So, you know, we talk about our defensive secondary and those nickelbacks of funk. Uh, Talk about our defensive secondary and how they're going to stand up against this pass attack of Jackson State. I guarantee you the name that you're going to hear, the two names from the secondary in particular that you're going to hear all day is Drake Cheatham and Darius Campbell. You're going to hear them making plays all day. Uh, As we know, if you know PV football, Drake Cheatham has been coming up to play Every single game, no matter who it is, even against Texas A&M, he came and stood up. Uh, they're going to lay the wood, and they're gonna, it's going to be a bunch of passes broken up. Uh, on the front seven, I also wanted to mention that the name you will definitely hear all day is Jesse Evans and Treshaw Smith. Jeffy, Jesse Evans on a pass rush uh, and also defending the run, and Treshaw Smith, look for him to run sideline to sideline all day, making plays. He's a senior. This is his last hurrah. Uh, so I expect him to make sure that his name is heard early and often. I understand that Shadur Sanders uh, can pick him off. He's got an arm. The, 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 the young man has improved by leaps and bounds. Uh, but our secondary, just as much as our offensive line, I'm sure that the coaching staff is going to make sure that they are prepared to redeem themselves from uh, the game against Valley and make sure that they are prepared to take us home to Atlanta. There we go. I, agree. I, I, I agree with you, Joe. Those are names that I definitely uh, I'm looking to hear Trisha Smith and Drake Cheatham, but I, I want to hear them making plays downfield. Uh, I definitely. Uh, when you talk about sideline, side oh, I, I look forward to them <laughs> making plays downfield. We're talking about a quarterback that's completely 68% of his pass. So uh, he's going to be able to find some of these guys. Okay, so let's take a different angle with this game now. We've got two coaches in two different situations. You've got Coach Prime. First year out of the gate, really second season, but first year, right? Uh, who has? Who do you think is feeling the most pressure? Coach Dooley, this is a contract year. He is hedging his 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 bets not to sign a, a, a re-up that contract until after at least this game. So who do you think Dr. Cavill has the most pressure on him from a coaching standpoint? And do you think that will force one of them to press or do something that they wouldn't normally do? If I had to think about pressure, I think the pressure goes to Dooley in terms of coaching, um, in terms of being without a contract. But I say that perspective from only this, of wanting to get it done. Um, I think in some ways it, it, it's 
open from the perspective that he has other suitors. So we can put that out there in the open that this is not the only game in town. So with that being said, I think that's coming to the give and go in terms of the pressure. It's hard for me to see pressure on Coach Prime from the perspective that I don't think he sees or feels the pressure. I think the fans would try to put pressure on him, but I I can't see him like being receptive to that. And so I don't it doesn't work for me with Coach Prime with pressure. And so I, I'm really gonna say if I had to lean, I'd have to lean uh with Coach Stewart. All right, there we go. Well, you've heard it here. We have broken down this game, and I, Doc, I'm going to pass it back to you so we can get back to this third to out this third quarter into this fourth quarter, and uh, I'm handing off the ball. All right, we'll do that. We'll go to this quick break. Before we go to this break, I think we do have an update from the referee on this. When we come back, we'll have Charles to do a closing second segment from the pregame show. But what do you have for us before we go to this break, A.D. Drew? Wow. Our panel – has been good and tame. I need to throw some flags to some of the lab listeners out here. <laughs> I'm gonna call a couple of them out by name, but all y'all might be looking at a five yard offside uh, penalty. But these right here, these may be some unsportsmanlike conduct flags. So here's a flag to a couple of uh, lab listeners. Thaddeus Reed. Dooley going to follow this because he tried to see which contract he's going to take, Southern or Grambling. <laughs> Can the man finish this game first before we start talking about his next job? Let him finish this job first, that is, uh, that is Reed. Got to throw the flag on you on that one, uh, Mr. Reed. That's a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> but, but G. Boone, you might get an unsportsmanlike and an ejection for this one. <laughs> Ain't nothing to do in Jackson, but see a game. Now, I, I've been to Jackson, uh, Mississippi. There's a little bit more than football in Jackson, Mississippi. So, uh, and if you ever watch the pregame show with Charles and uh, Neely, then you'll see some of the different things that they got to do <laughs> in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So, G Boone, you you push it in Jackson, sir. You know how they say. This is his first one. This is his one. This is his first one. This is his first, first, first sportsman life. Don't worry. He, he bought himself a touchdown. It's cool. <laughs> hey, I can vouch for the social scene in Jackson. Johnny Keys is off the chain. <laughs> there you go. This is Dr. Bill. Hey, Joe. Joe, you've been, you've been bending, man. Who, who, whose jersey are you wearing, Joe? <laughs> Speak the truth. I'm serious, man. What pom poms are you wearing? Are you he, playing, Mike? He wearing the Johnny T's pom poms. <laughs> Mike, T's. go off over the game, but he said the social scene while he's there is gonna be right here. Let's go to a break. Oh my god! No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. They say we don't the game. We know that. <laughs> this is Doctor Bill. You don't have to say that. <laughs> This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Hear the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports 
one broadcast at a time. Um, can I get the now bar, please? One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. Got it. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. You see, Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders Scalp Shield Technology. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab special edition of Sweat Championship Week, folks. And we have uh, a special edition with the pregame show, Charles Bishop, yours truly of the pregame show, and, of course, the crew from the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. We're going to get into some final things to look at, some final predictions, but one aspect. We can't talk SWAT Championship. We can't talk uh, HBCU ball without having a little bit of band uh, talk. And Shanetta, let's talk a little bit about uh, this matchup, the March of Storm. Everybody gets an opportunity to check out the March of Storm this weekend. Uh, going against, I, I don't even have to introduce him, Sonic Boom South. You know him. You say everybody knows. But talk a little bit about this matchup, March of Storm coming into Jackson. What can we expect to see? Uh, I'm I, I'm excited. I think I've waited my entire life to see this matchup. I have I've loved Jackson State since I was in the ninth grade. Never seen them in person, so I'm excited um, about that. But I am Prairie View all day. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to J Five. I think when I hear Get Ready, I may do the routine with them. Um, blowing fanfare. <laughs> Can't wait to do it. I'm expecting to hear JSU rocks the house. I'm pretty sure the fan base will get into that. Again, looking forward to that. But don't sleep on my C6. Don't sleep on that eye of the storm. Don't sleep on the drum feature. Uh, I think I've said all season, I've been very impressed with Jackson State's song selection and their power. Um, But again, my Panthers aren't scared. So zero quarter, I don't give it to anyone. I think they'll be warming up, have time. I think it goes to Prairie View. Fifth quarter, I think it goes to the boom. For a lot of Jackson State fans, especially who have not seen the March of Storm, what is what is it unique about the March of Storm uh, that I think everybody will will enjoy? Um, it's a change, right? I think um, I think you get something different every show. I can talk to you about. I am almost certain that Jackson State will probably come out and play blowing. Then they'll probably float the JSU. You know, they'll, they'll, the J sets will come out. You may have your tiger come out. I've seen the show. Right? I, I, huh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with, you know, even though we're not talking about Southern, we know their show, they're going to likely put that score on the field. Same thing with Gremlin, they're going to likely get on and do that. They have that one signature move. The one thing Purview is going to give, you're going to get entertainment tonight, but then you really don't know what else they, they may, they may do the eye of the storm. I hope they do. It is a, it should be a signature move for them, but you, you really don't know. Um, I think that they were going to seize the opportunity. Have they been on TV before? Yes, with Beyonce for a Thanksgiving special. Yes, they marched in the parade, the Rose Bowl. But this is ESPN, an opportunity that they've probably been waiting for their entire lives. And I think they're going to make it hurt. Nice, nice, nice. Well, we turn attention to look at some final things. So what, what are we looking for in, with this SWAT championship? And I, I'll, I'll go around the screen. Uh, we'll start with you, Roland. What is it that you think Prairie needs to get to do? Uh, score, number one. <laughs> <laughs> score more than Jackson State. Uh, no, man, uh, defense is going to have to definitely show up. Um, I think that's the first thing we're going to have to make sure we do. Um, but, hey, my prediction is probably going to be um, Panthers 31, Jackson State 24. Go for it. I like it. Joe Clay, what you got? Man, I'm not bold enough to come out with a, a score prediction, but I will say the one thing that we need to do is come out ready to play from the opening quarter. We cannot wait till the second half. If we come out ready to play from the onset of the game, then it's our game to lose. Uh, our offense, I believe, is more prolific than Jackson State's offense. So if Juwan Pass comes out there, guns blazing from the first quarter, I'm very confident. Scotty, what you got? I would say confidence and just a willing, winning mentality. Um, with like most games, it's 80% mental. And no matter what the odds are against you, understanding that you're coming to play, you deserve to be there and come home with the victory. So I'm, I'm expecting that championship mentality that permeates through the whole university to show up on Saturday. Alan. All right. We'll let you have it, buddy. All right. So I, I hit y'all at the beginning of that poem earlier. So I'm gonna hit you with the end of it. The victory does not always go to the stronger or faster man, but soon or late, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. And I think Prairie View is showing up with that winner's mentality. I think if we can establish the run early, which will keep Jackson State's defense on the field and Shadur Sanders on the sideline, tossing back and forth to his tight end, if we can establish that running game, it will throw off the rhythm of the Jackson State football team. Their defense is not used to staying on the field for long, sustained drives, and the offense needs to be on the field to get into a rhythm. If we can run the ball and sustain long drives, it's going to be a, it's going to be a quick day for Prairie View. Mm. It is. That's, that's interesting. I, I will say, um, uh, from a Jackson State perspective, I have not seen a team score uh, more than 21 points on them this past season. Uh, they are one of the tops in the nation in terms of keeping people out of the end zone, only surrendering 13.8 points per game. I think defense wins championships, obviously. Uh, we'll give a score, but I, I will say that I think Jackson State uh, is ready for the moment. Uh, Coach Prime has talked about, uh, we, we talked a little bit about pressure in terms of uh, who, who, who's going to have the pressure. And, and, and Coach Prime has, has made it very clear that the pressure has been on Jackson State's shoulders all season and they've come through. Uh, there was no other team expected uh, to win week in, week out 
and, and that's what they've gone about the business of, of getting done. So uh, I think it'll be pr- pretty tough uh, to run up and down the field on this defense. This defense has shown all season uh, that they are about the business. I don't expect uh, any different. Uh, Doc, we'll let you close it out. This is Dr. Cavill. What I say about this matchup that we always ignore because we look at the quarterbacks, we look at the running game, uh, where at this point we look at the prolific uh, wide receivers and who's going to make plays. We get into these special team talk. But this game, much like any game, but particularly this game, is going to want be won by what's done up front, the offensive line play. And that's where I think there is a slight edge to Prairie View in terms of the offensive line play when you look at it versus the defensive line in terms of vice versa. Most people are thinking Jackson State defensive line versus Prairie View's offensive line. I think the vice versa is where you're going to see a little bit of the tilt in this matchup, which is um, obviously Prairie View's defensive line against the offensive line of Jackson State. Uh, they've been good, and I think – Shador Sanders covers up a lot of things for that offense a lot, frankly, uh, because he's so talented about reading the play. But I think being able to mix it up a little bit is where I'm interested in seeing the matchup in this game and where I'm going to say might be the difference uh, when you all get to break it down and you look up at that final score. With that being said, I'll take it out. I hope you enjoyed this opportunity where we brought in this live mix of both the pregame show with Charles Bishop representing Charles and Neely, as well as 1876 Sports and Culture when we brought in the stars uh, from that program, Shanetta Haskell, Gatti Warmer, Roland Austin, as well as Joe Clay and Alan Williams, Mike Washington in concert as well. I want to thank you for Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. As we always say, I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab, College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoyed the show. Again, we thank you for listening, Dr. Mills, inside the HBC Sports Lab, this special edition on Sunday. Normally, you know, we bring it Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock, Sunday at 9. We'll be here next week, lead all the way up to the game, and then we'll have all the updates on Sunday to give you the rewrap of what went down and why it went down. So check us up then, too. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You have all the other shows you know. A show drops every Tuesday, 1876, Folsom Culture on the podcast. Check them out as they will be live. They take one a day that will be hot and heavy. You know the pregame show. They're going to bring it to you and give you up to date right until the kickoff, it seems like. No telling. They might be on the roof. They might be on the sideline. They might be out in the tailgate. But we'll figure it out, all that going on. And keep your eyes on Roland Austin. He has something up his sleeve in terms of what he's putting together for a pregame. I just don't get it. So check out, make sure you check all these individuals, keep them up. And then, you know, you got to do it. Go check out the sports rap with uh, Ryan and AD. Download my JBN, my BCSN. They had a bomb show today. Get in some basketball. Go check it out. Give you those updates there. Southern did defeat Tennessee State. That's another one we give you up there as we start to turn to the hardwood in basketball. That was intriguing as you keep it moving forward. Again, follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube on Inside the HBC Sports Lab. And for all our lab listeners out there, y'all behave. Y'all don't get too ugly with me, folks. Dream Big, continue to move forward because you will get the flag from A.D. Drew. You see him. Dream Big. Charles.
Course. Allen. Lexa. Drew. It's best. Oh, they passed the quiz. They got it all. Good night, everybody. Have a good one.